All right, today I'm gonna to break down the Fundrise Innovation Fund. I've been getting so many questions from a lot of you about it, and I'm gonna share what I like about it, two of my biggest concerns, how risky of an investment that I believe it is, and who should be investing in it and who shouldn't be. And then I'll give my verdict on whether or not I'm actually gonna be investing some of my money in it. Now Fundrise, for anybody who doesn't know, is uh, basically a crowdfunded real estate investment that I have been part of for probably four to five years now at this point. So it's 100% passive and basically you contribute money to a fund that they have there and then they have professional real estate investors who go out and buy apartment complexes and big commercial real estate and then you get a portion of the earnings that they make from that. Uh, so I've been doing this for four or five years. It's been going very well for me. I really like it as an investment. Uh, and anyways, they recently rolled out this thing that they're calling the Innovation Fund, where they're doing something a little bit different, kind of moving out of the real estate space. And so that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about here. So I'm going to read how they describe it here. Actually, I'll just pull up the screen real quick. So they say, investing in high growth private tech companies has proven to be one of the best performing investment strategies of the last 50 years. However, these investments have remained almost entirely inaccessible to individual investors. And we're changing that, aiming to give all investors the opportunity to invest in a portfolio of top-tier private tech companies before they IPO. So what's cool about this, well, oh, hang tight. Before I get into that, I'm going to talk just a little bit about what they're actually investing in. And I think I found that somewhere down here. Somewhere. All right, here we go. Um, these are a few of the different types of things that are investing. So AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning, which clearly this is you know, going to be a big part of our future over the next five or 10 years. Uh, modern data infrastructure, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Um, development operations, uh, and again, I don't know exactly what that is either, but uh, financial technology or FinTech, and so this is like any sort of, I mean, financial technology as it implies, but any kind of companies in this direction of which Fundrise is one of them. That's a fintech company. Uh, and then real estate property technology. Um, and I don't know that world super well, so I don't know exactly what that is. But these are the five areas that they are going to be primarily investing in according to what they say on their websites. Okay, so let's chat a little bit about what I like about what they're doing. And the one thing that really stands out to me is this idea of we're smaller investors, you and I, and we can now participate in what we previously couldn't participate in. And this has been the story of investing, I mean, really over the last uh, 20, 25 years. It's like everything has shifted. It used to be 25 years ago, you couldn't buy a stock without going to your stockbroker and you had to have a whole bunch of money in order to be able to do that. And now it's so simple. Anyone can go online and with a few bucks, like start making their first investment. So it's just a completely different world than it used to be. And we're seeing more and more of this, uh, you know, so Fundrise, again, like what the original Fundrise has done is they've made it that you and I can start investing in real estate. We don't have to buy an actual property. We don't need to take a loan out for $200,000 or whatever to buy a rental unit. Like we can actually go over to them with 500 bucks or even less. And then now we can become real estate investors, you know, in a matter of a few minutes. And, and I love that. And I love that they're opening up the doors to more and more smaller investors to be able to do things. And, uh, and the fact is, like I've seen this over and over again. So IPO, uh, if you're not familiar, means initial public offering. And so what happens is you have a private company that's growing, 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 and they get to this point where they're like, all right, we're gonna make our shares publicly available so that anyone can buy our shares. And in that process, uh, sometimes some shady stuff happens where 
um, the people who owned before they went public, uh, and I feel like I've just seen this a lot, uh, end up you know making off like bandits, and then all the people who buy at that IPO end up losing a good bit. Uh, and so I've just seen this happen too many times. And not to mention, like there's so much money to be made in that pre-IPO phase. And so that's what is cool about this, that they're opening up the door for us to be able to participate in that with them and to share in some of those profits that traditionally uh, were only available to super high net worth investors um, and things like that. So all of that gets me excited about what it is. Now, I do have some concerns about the whole thing. And one of the biggest one being that any fund, whether that's a you know a real estate fund, a mutual fund, or whatever they're doing here, this tech fund, it's only as good as the people managing it, right? You know, because you can put random Joe Blow in charge of this thing who doesn't know anything about these tech companies, who doesn't know the space, and he's gonna do a terrible job <laughs> because he doesn't understand it. And so we're betting on, we're banking on the fact that they are gonna have good managers in place uh, who can do a good job picking good companies because that's essentially what's happening here. And that's essentially how you and I are going to make any money in this. And so if they pick some good managers, then I think we might do well as investors with this. And if they don't, then I don't think it's gonna fare too well for us. Okay, and so this is what they said about it. And I'll just kind of read this here in case you aren't able to see this. They said, we believe it is the former founders and the leaders of tech companies who actually make the best venture investors as opposed to the MBAs and career investment bankers. That's because these operators have firsthand experience building, growing, and running tech companies and understand at a deep level the challenges and trade-offs that come up day to day rather than just observing them from the sidelines. This is a good point. Uh, the Fundrise executive team has spent decades actually building tech companies. Moreover, with over 100 software engineers and product managers on staff, we believe we have more real software depth and expertise than many venture funds. Operating within the broader tech and venture capital ecosystem for almost two decades has made us skeptical of the VC industry and is one of the driving motivators behind launching the fund. We believe that this real world experience and broader mandate or mission to democratize the financial markets will not only be an actual differentiator in what has become a commoditized space, but will also make us attractive to other fellow tech company founders and leaders with whom we have a shared history. So this is good as far as I'm concerned. I like what they're saying. I think this makes sense. Uh, you know, I, I completely agree. I think there's so many people who um, sit on the sidelines and are in the position of power and what they're talking about here, you know, venture capital companies who haven't actually done any of the work, don't want to, don't know what it's like to be on the ground level. And, uh, and if they are filling this team up with operators who have done that, I think that is, um, I think that's good. I think that's compelling. I like that there is a mission kind of focus of um, doing things differently. Uh, I still don't think that, I think there's value in bringing some people in who are uh, more traditional VC people who have been in that world. Um, I mean, ideally, I'd like to see a team rounded off of both rather than just operators. Uh, but um, all this to say, I like what I'm hearing. I think this is something that has me, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's interesting and I think it gives me a little bit of a boost of confidence. Now, it is just marketing material on their website. So, um, you know, we gotta take it with a grain of salt. But um, anyway, so that's the first kind of concern and how they've addressed that and kind of where I stand with it. 
another concern that I think is worth building up is the liquidity factor, okay? So we put our money in, how and when can we get it out? Um, so like Fundrise as an investment is meant, you know, and they say this, it's like it's meant to be a long-term investment. And that makes perfect sense because if they're buying an apartment complex and I put some money in and whatever, I own one one thousandth of the apartment complex or whatever the amount is, uh, they can't just sell the apartment complex whenever I just feel like taking my money out or when two people just feel like taking their money out. So it makes their whole business very, very difficult if you and I are every two weeks trying to put money in and out, not like they just can't run their business that way. So I understand the logic of why they're saying this is a long-term investment. We want you to plan on holding for five years or longer. They make it really, really clear that this is a long-term investment and it's no different with this innovation fund. Like they're specifically saying this is a long-term investment and I'll just kind of read a little bit of what they said here. They said the innovation fund is intended to be a long-term investment. In many instances, it may take several years for an investment in a tech startup to materialize and result in a payoff for the fund. Additionally, why we intend to make the shares available for repurchase on a quarterly basis, as we do through real estate offerings, there can be no such guarantee. Investors should understand that many of the assets held by the innovation fund are inherently less liquid than most real estate assets, okay? As with our real estate offerings, we recommend that investors plan to hold this investment for a minimum of five years, if not longer. Uh, currently, there is zero penalty or cost associated with liquidating shares if and when the innovation fund conducts uh, repurchase offers. Um, so I think the biggest takeaway here is if you are investing for the short term, five years or less, I just wouldn't even consider this. You know, And honestly, the same with Fundrise. Uh, but the fact that they're saying that shares in this innovation fund are less liquid than their real estate holdings. Um, that just means that, yeah, don't plan on you know putting your money in there and getting it out in six months. All right, next question is how risky of an investment is this? And from everything I gather, I view this to be a little bit more volatile, slightly more risky than the traditional fundrise investment, okay? Um, so if you're one of our 10X investing students and you took the risk assessment, um, which if you're a student, I hope that you have by now, I would say that this falls into a risk tolerance score range of whatever, 29 to 32, somewhere in there. So if you're below that, um, you know, especially if you're the lower 20s on your risk tolerance, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with this. I would put this off, you know, but if you're up in the 30s on your risk tolerance, uh, then this is something that, yeah, maybe you would consider doing some of this in your portfolio. Yeah, and if you wanna find out more about that risk tolerance test, you can check out our 10X investing course uh, at seedtime.com slash 10X. Now the question is, am I going to be investing some of my money in it? So all things said, I'm pretty intrigued by this. Uh, like I said, I have a good experience with uh, Fundrise so far. It's been a very profitable and lucrative investment for me so far. Uh, and so because of that, um, and because of the confidence I have in them, I'm probably going to put $1,000, $2,000 in um, with them and just try it out and see how it goes for a few years. I'm pretty optimistic that they are going to be able to minimize the downside risk of me losing much on this investment. Uh, meanwhile, I think they have some competitive advantages that might give them a chance, and maybe even a good chance, of beating the S&P 500, which that's it. That's the thing. If we can just beat the S&P, like we're doing great. And so... Uh, so like I said, I'm probably going to put a couple thousand dollars in with them over the next couple 
months. Um, I actually tried to do this just the other day, but long story short, the way I have my Fundrise account set up, um, I have it under a business that needs to be transferred to my personal before I can invest in the innovation fund and all this stuff. So uh, all that to say, it is on my to-do list that will probably be happening, um, yeah, in the next couple weeks or so, once I get all those things ironed out. So if you decide to join and you're gonna join, um, we will, in our description or in our show notes, uh, we'll have a link over to them. And uh, we're affiliate partners with them, so that means a couple different things. So one, that means there's oftentimes uh, sign-up bonuses that you get by using that link. The other thing is that they give us a cut if you go and sign up. It doesn't cost you anything, and oftentimes you get a better deal. But the, but the other cool thing is that what we do is we take that money used from those um, referral commissions and things like that to add to our giveaway pool, of which the next giveaway that we are going to be doing is for $2,000. And we're going to be giving that to somebody in the seed time community. So anyway, so if you use that link, thank you, because you're helping build that pot up so that we can do these fantastic and big giveaways and um, bless the socks off of someone, hopefully you. So um, all that said, I'd love to hear from you uh, what your thoughts are on this innovation fund. Uh, if you have started with it, if you're planning on starting with it, um, if you have any questions about it, concerns, like I would just love to hear any and all of that. So either send me a DM on Instagram at seedtime. Uh, or yeah, leave us a comment if there's a spot to leave a comment down below. And um, I think that's it. And I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.